Let's welcome Jed Zetzer. He's a tennis writer, a regular contributor to the first serve, and what a time to be contributing to that outstanding website because there's a lot happening in the world of tennis right now as we gear up for the Australian Open. We've got qualifying, we've got a tournament in Adelaide, the Kuyong Classic is back today. So let's get Jet Zetzer's opinion on all of that and more. Jed, good day. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Really appreciate it. Yeah, nice to chat to you, Jed. There's plenty to talk about, isn't there, in the world of tennis right now? I guess I'll start with the disappointing news that Carlos Alcaraz won't be here. He's uh, been ruled out with a hamstring, and Naomi Osaka's opted out as well. So two of the premier players in the world, the men's and the women's singles, will not feature at the Australian Open. Yeah, look, it's certainly disappointing. I think the big one is Alcaraz. I mean, everyone was just really excited to see him play it would be the first Grand Slam that he comes into as the world number one and the number one seed. So really disappointing that Alcaraz is not coming down. And Osaka, extremely disappointing as well, a former champion at Melbourne Park and certainly a crowd favourite as well. So certainly two big losses uh, in, in both the men's and the women's side. I suppose one of the things now that they'll be trying to make sure Kyrgios plays. So where's, where's he at? I notice he's going to play an exhibition match in, in Adelaide, but what are we expecting him in this Australian Open? Yeah, look, I, I'm really bullish about Kyrgios's chances this Australian Open. He'll play against Novak Djokovic on Friday night at Rod Laver Arena. That's going to be one of the most exciting exhibition matches we've seen in a while. Uh, that'll be absolutely packed. And then, obviously, main draw kicks off Monday. Yeah, I really rate Kyrgios's chances this Australian Open, providing he's in the right headspace. I think he can do some real damage. Of course, he's coming in under a little injury cloud, but I think he's fine. I think he just wanted an extended off-season, and he'll be good to go for the Australian Open come Monday. What's going on between those two? Suddenly, there's man-love between them. Yeah, there certainly is, and they haven't been shy about it either. They're really getting around each other on the socials. I think they just, I think they just rubbed each other the wrong way uh, a couple of years ago, but then they just really connected, I guess, over the last 12 months during the pandemic. And, yeah, it seems like they're mates now. Last week, a great win for Novak in the final over Sebastian Corder, who looks a very promising young player. Uh, and, and there was a match point that Novak had to save in that in that match. So he's he's tuning up nicely. He's won eight Australian Opens. He'd be heavily back to win a ninth, Jed. Who's the greatest contender now with Alcaraz not present at this tournament? Well, I think it is Nick Kyrgios. He's the only man that I can see beating Novak Djokovic. I think Rafael Nadal is definitely a chance, but against Djokovic, it'll be tough. I think Medvedev's also a chance, but I'm just not sure anyone can actually beat Novak other than Nick, so that's the match that I will be looking for in the AO. How far can the Australians, apart from Kyrgios, go in this tournament in both the men's and the women's? Is there anybody that we can sort of expect to get to quarterfinals or what What would be their limit? I think Alex Dimonor is one to watch. He's had a fantastic pre-season. He had a big win over Rafael Nadal at the United Cup. He's certainly one that I believe can go deep, providing he gets a kind draw. And on the women's side, well, I think Isla Tomljanovic, she's prime. She had an outstanding, a career-best 2022 season. She should be ranked inside the top 20 if Wimbledon points counted uh, because she obviously made the quarterfinals there. So Isla's one that I'll be watching quite closely and I think she has what it takes to go deep. Jed Zetz is with us. We're chatting uh, the build-up to the Australian Open for 2023. We've got a second Adelaide tournament. Tanasi Kokonakis at home. He's a native South Australian. Had a good win last night. It was a bit of a roller coaster though. 
It certainly was, and I think what we can take from last night is we know that if Thanasi gets going and the crowd's behind him and he gains a bit of momentum, he's incredibly tough to stop, and he's not someone that you'd be wanting to face in the Australian Open if you're a top seed because he can do some serious damage. He's one that has what it takes to knock out a big player, so obviously one that we'll be watching very closely, and if you know, you're looking for someone to possibly make their first Grand Slam quarterfinal, I would not rule out Thanasi. Uh, qualifiers on at the moment, of course. Um, and we'll be looking, to hopefully, for a couple of Australians to get through. Mark Polman, I think, is playing at the moment. Is there a, a couple there that we can keep an eye on and hope we'll get into the main draw? Yeah, I think on the men's side, Alex Vukic is a real chance. He's got quite a kind draw uh, in qualifying, and he's a really, really solid player. Made the second round last year. I think he's one on the men's side. Actually, there's quite a few on the men's side. Alex Bolts had a couple of nice runs to the, at the Australian Open. He's reached the third round before. I really like Max Purcell's chances. And another youngster who's just come out of the college system, Adam Walton, he had a big win yesterday. He's one I'd like to watch. And on the women's side, Zoe Hives, she's looking really good. I like Astra Sharma and Maddie Inglis as well. So there's plenty of Australians this year that I think could realistically make it through qualifying. Jed, how exciting is the return of the Keon Classic? It's always been a tournament in the lead-up to the Australian Open that we've watched and, and has got us excited. It's a three-day tournament. How much are you looking forward to it? It starts today. Well, I'm just really happy to see it back, to be honest. It's been a couple of years that we haven't had the Keon Classic because of COVID, and I'm really, really excited to see it back. It is a genuinely amazing tournament, and I encourage anyone listening who lives in Melbourne to head down you get really good access to watch some of the best tennis players in the world. It's at the old home of tennis, so it's fantastic to see it back, to be honest. And I think people, not only in Australia, but worldwide, will be pretty happy to see it back on the calendar. Do you think that this year there was a lot of controversy, wasn't there, with Novak and his situation with his visa, whether he'd be allowed to compete and ultimately he wasn't? Do you think this year there's a smoother run into the Australian Open and everyone's more on site this year, Jed? Yeah, definitely. I think there's, well, there's virtually no rules this year. I think they said yesterday that even if you have COVID, you'll still be allowed to compete. Craig Tiley just encourages those who feel unwell to not compete and stay at home. But yeah, I think it's very, very smooth sailing this year. Uh, I don't think it'll be very much COVID affected at all, to be honest. So, well, fingers crossed and I hope that it's a smooth Oz Open. Lastly, Jed, uh, the United Cup in the books for the first time. Uh, Team USA were the winners. Did you like the concept? I did like the concept. I think there's a lot of things that they need to do and that they can do to improve it, and that was expected being the first instalment of the competition. So there's certainly things that they can do to make it better. Uh, For example, they should probably make sure that there are no dead rubbers because Australia played Spain. That was a sell out and it was a complete dead rubber so that's something that they can fix straight away in terms of scheduling but yeah I really did like the tournament I love the fact that the men and women were playing together so yeah I think it was fantastic. And in a sport that is known for its individuality team opportunities for these players certainly a greater moment as well so it looks like a tournament with a bright future Uh, Thanks for your time Jed, nice to speak to you I know it's a really busy time for you with all of this tennis being played so thanks for stopping by with us this morning Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jed Zetzer joining us here on Sport FM.